Haiti is celebrating 217 years of independence. This is What Good, brought to you by Talking Tales and hosted by storyteller Keisha Christie. Oral traditions is an inaugural part of who we are and preserves our culture. Join us every week as we gather and we share stories and talk culture. Gather together your family and friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and most of all, What Good. Welcome to another episode of What Good. I'm your storyteller, Keisha Christie, and in this episode, we are celebrating independence for Haiti. Haiti is celebrating 217 years of independence, and that deserves a continued celebration. Let's get real. When we think about Haiti... In recent history, we think about earthquakes. We think about Haiti being the poorest of the islands, if not one of the poorest countries in the world. But Haiti is so much more than this. On this platform, we don't usually get into the politics of things when we uh, talk about the islands that we are visiting in each episode. We also don't dive in deep concentration into the history of the islands as well, because that can take us into some deep conversations that could last a significant amount of time. What we do here is to share a bit of the culture, enough to get you to understand the richness of each island and then dive into the folklore, the folk tales and the stories that we, sh- that we share that with one another. And that is why we keep the format the way that we do. However, in celebration of Haiti's independence, I wanted to give a little bit more just because many islands have a reputation for certain things. But when we think of Haiti, we always think about, oh, Haiti is so poor and and why at least that is how the outside world or outside of the Caribbean views Haiti. When we look back, Haiti is actually the first black free republic. Haiti fought and won their independence in 1804. However, as all things in the abolishment of slavery, there were countries that needed to have the upper hand. And when it came to Haiti, they took as much as they possibly could. What you may or may not already know is that Haiti won their freedom the slaves won their freedom in 1795 but a continuing war occurred in which they won their independence from france in 1804 but like i said before there are countries that needed to take the maximum that they could in order to ensure that the country and the people were not re-enslaved and they crafted their this is my opinion their wording their paperwork their um, independence declaration in a fashion that allowed them to continue to have the upper hand did you know that france had haiti pay for the property that they lost and yes we know that the property includes the land and the people they charged 21 billion dollars which took haiti over 150 years 
to pay off. Now, Haiti didn't finish paying off this debt until it's in our lifetime, or at least my lifetime, is when they stopped or, or completed the payment process. Not only that, in 2004, the Haitian government demanded that France pay back those monies. In about 2015, France said no. Okay, I'm going to leave it right there just like that because we could go into it a lot deeper. But I want to make sure that all the information that is given are the actual facts and vetted and all of that. So I'm going to suggest that if you want to find out more about this and have a full understanding of the injustice or taking a different view on your opinion of reparations, you definitely want to look deeper into the history of Haiti. But we are going to leave from here and we are going to lighten things up a bit, a lot. We're going to lighten it up a lot. And we're going to go into talking about the national symbols of Haiti. The national bird for Haiti is the Hispanolian trogon. It is a beautiful bird with a red belly or at least a red bottom, a gray chest and green wings with a looks like black head and yellow beak. It's a very beautiful bird. Their national flower is the hibiscus. And we often talk about the motto of each island that we visit. And the motto for Haiti translated is this. Liberty, equality, fraternity, unity is strength. Let's back up for a moment. I don't want to complete the national symbols without talking about the national dish. The national dish for Haiti is the jure jonjon, or also known as griot. It is a black mushroom rice. Let's continue. The national language spoken in Haiti is Haitian Creole. And the Haitian culture is a eccentric mix of African, Tahino, and European. Before we move on, let's take a minute to talk about the Haitian flag. The colors are a vibrant blue, which means vigilance, truth, and loyalty, perseverance, and justice, as well as a red. Red represents the hardness, bravery, strength, and valor of the people. And in the center of the flag is the coat of arms bearing its motto. This brings us to our my favorite part of the episode and that is where we get in and start talking about the stories that are shared in in Haiti and we all are familiar with our trickster character Anansi well in Haiti their trickster characters uh, are different their trickster characters consist of Buki and Maliz Maliz is the trickster and Buki as well the fool are easy to trick depending on how you want to look at it all around the world, you know that a story is about to begin when the storyteller says, crick, you say, crack, crick, crack, crick. Well, in Haiti, they say, tim tim, bois, cherche. Tim tim, bois, cherche. Let's get into it. Our first story is called, Please, Malise. Without money to pay for new shoes, Melise asked one shoemaker to make a very special left shoe for him. 
the shoemaker did a great job and made a marvelous shoe, but Malise rejected it. The furious shoemaker threw the shoe into the bamboo. Malise acquires a right shoe from another shoemaker in the same way. That shoemaker made a magnificent right shoe, which Malise rejected and that too was thrown out. Well, now, Malise needs rum to make rum cake. Beginning with a bottle half full of water, he gets his neighbor, Bookie, to add rum to fill it. When Malise did not have any money to pay for the rum, he pours half of the mix, which is now half water, and half rum back into Bookie's jar. He does this again and again at different rum merchants in town until his half buckle of water now contains mostly rum. Malise tricks a ride for himself on Bookie's donkey, but the angry villagers show up at Malise's home. They want to imprison him. They want to imprison Malise for one month. But Malik thanks them for saving him from doing his housework. Then he tells them how being locked up is not a punishment. It'll be a great vacation for him. And the villagers try to get him released early. But Malik resists until they promise to make all of the repairs to his house. And then he returned home to a magnificent house where all the repairs were completely done. And he had two shoes, a left. And a right. This next story is called The Gun, the Pot, and the Hat. Madame Malise says that the three chickens that they have for their expected guests is not enough to feed them. She sends Tamalise out to hunt for more. When Tamalise goes out into the woods, he meets Uncle Bookie. And he explains to Uncle Bookie that his rusty old gun called Kutu can bring down birds from far away. He then shoots three times into the air. Pi pi pi. And sure enough, when they return to Mali's home, Bookie sees that Madame Mali's is plucking three chickens. He believes that Mali's truly has a special gun and he buys Cockatoo for 50 gourds. When no guinea hens fall into Bookie's yard the next day, he demands Tamalis to give him back his money. Instead, Bookie ends up acquiring Dukudu, a pot that Malise says cooks cornmeal all by itself. Then Popo, the hat that Malise says will let him eat without paying. So Bookie took the gun, the pot, and the hat. Thank you for joining us for another episode of What Good. Join us next week as we upload new episodes for your enjoyment. As we always say, gather your family and your friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and most of all, What Good.